Did you got Here it is. You, there oh, he is. Wow, that looks just like <laughs> ours. Look at like that. Yeah, that's a, huge. That is a big cat. So <laughs> it's it, a big cat. It's like runs to the litter. Runs to the litter are usually bigger cats. Yeah. What's ours. the name of that cat? Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Necro. Brought to you by Public Safety and Education and the Trigger Pressers Union. And now, your hosts. Welcome to Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro. This show is about other trigger pressers, people that shoot, people that are educators, people that are instructors, people who are competitors. Uh, we also talk about guns, gear, gadgets, and politics and political activism. And today our special guest is Gabby Franco. This episode is brought to you by Mantis. Mantis X helps shooters suck less. Meet the Pressers is sponsored by Next Level Training, Saber Red, Cutting Edge Bullets, the USCCA, McLean Corporation, ASP, Custom Poker Chip Company, Common Sense Self-Defense, and T1 Ammunition. Meet the Pressers is also generously supported by these fine companies, ranges, and our Patreon members. Thank you. Top Shot contestant back in the day, Olympic shooter, uh, instructor. What, what, what else do you do, ma'am? You do so much. We, I, I, we bumped into each other at the DC rally, which was awesome to catch up again. And uh, we see, yeah. each other, see each other at SHOT Show all the time. So, so what, else, what else has you busy these days? Well, you know, just kind of the same, just, you know, advocating for the rights, amazing rights we have in this country and our way of life and competitive shooting at college. I'm now a college student. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, as if I'm not busy enough, I'm also a mother, army wife, but more than anything, I'm a very proud American and happy to be in your show for sure. Oh, amen. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on. We definitely appreciate that. Um, with the instruction, do you, do you teach constantly or what, what's your schedule like as far as teaching firearms? Lately, I have not, you know, and most of the reasons because last year I was full with college and also competitions. I was literally traveling almost twice a month um, and training a lot. And, and I have done certain trainings. Uh, last year I was training the FBI. I trained the FBI uh, at the training unit, the instructors. Cool. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to niche in certain areas. I like the law enforcement. Um, next month, by the way, I'm going to be training the uh, female um, officers at Pennsylvania State Police. Even though the training is in a month, I, I already been sending them emails to the nice. officers because I believe in the preparation. Mm -hmm. um, I believe on them being, by them being successful, I am successful. You know what I mean? So I want them to, when they come to my training, they are as prepared and they understand why those trainings that I told them to do are so important so they can carry on with the same trainings. And basically, I, 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 I believe I, can, I want to be a transformational coach instead yeah. of just someone who goes to the training and tell the students, 
Should this, should that. We're done. Right. See you next time. <laughs> that, that sounds like typical and, New York, and, uh, New York and law yeah. enforcement. <laughs> so um, I have my, I have my, my methodology mm. uh, has worked. So yeah, and I enjoy doing it that way. That's how I learned as an Olympian. You know, uh, I did it for so many years and being coached. I was coached every day for ten years. Wow. So. Well, I've been, I've been married for 28 years, so I've been coached every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, you put your pants on the other way, Matt. Oh, okay, yes, honey. <laughs> That's right. I, I've been on that side. Of, you know, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so you so, brought up that you're an Olympian. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us how, how that began for you? How did that start? Well, um, I did Olympic shooting for about 10 years, but um, shooting for me was a sport that was fascinating. Most people say, oh, you fell in love with shooting. I don't have that. I mean, it was so long ago, I cannot tell you for sure why I really liked Olympic shooting because it's a, sort of like a boring sport. <laughs> we don't move, the target doesn't move. We, I used to shoot pellets, like an air pistol. But it was fascinating that something so simple it was so complex. It was so difficult. So it made me try it again. And every time I was like, I want to try it again, try it again. So anyway, I, I, that's how I started it. My dad was the one who introduced me, but as I kept on going, I showed certain uh, skills and obviously with training, <laughs> a lot of training. I used to train about uh, six days a week, four to five hours a day after school. And, you know, so much dedication led me to go to several international competitions and the, 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 where I won my, my plaza to go to the Olympic Games was at the Pan American Games in 1999 <laughs> in Winnipeg. The psychological pressure was super high, you know, as a 19 years old. But my coach, very wise, uh, he was from the Republic of Georgia. Uh, he passed away long ago, but uh, he told me, you know what? what, whether you win or lose, you're going to come back. You're going to have the same amount of legs, the same amount of arms. Your parents are going to be there. Your house is going to be there. It's not the end of the world. So you, what you need to do is your job, mm -hmm. period. And so, um, so I shot the match. I was second place, which was exciting, but then I had to go to the finals. And I remember uh, shooting, my last shot was not that good. And I put the air pistol down thinking that's it. I, I just dropped, you know, I wasted this opportunity. And I looked back because the results were in, in, the, in the screen and on, on the wall. And I see myself in the second place. So you may think that, okay, you, you know, you want a medal. I was disappointed because throughout the years before that was when the olympic cycle i was winning i won all silver medals so i was like when is that freaking gold is that gold <laughs> so, can imagine i was like damn again silver medal and everybody from the the other competitors that were from latin america and and the coaches came to me and they were, Gabby, you did it. And I'm like, okay, another silver medal. <laughs> and then they said, and they say, you don't know? I'm like, no, what? Well, gold and silver are, the, um, are direct classes to the Olympic Games. 
I never imagined going to the Olympic Games, but uh, I thought I always thought that Olympians were like super athletes, like superhumans, and I probably underestimated my myself and the hard work I uh, I was doing. But more than that, it was like that dedication of trying to do it better, trying to to you know put my heart and soul to do what I needed to do and what I love to do was completely worth it. Hi, I'm Grant Cunningham, and this is Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro. Meet the Pressers. So what advice would you have for somebody who's looking to get into competitions and, and maybe put the time in, in, and obviously if they're not able to put as much time as you put in, what would be like the uh, the Cliff Notes version of what they could do to be able to to try to compete and at least be competitive? Well, there's no, I believe there's no uh, substitute for training. Absolutely not. Um, if you don't have much time to train at the range, you can still do a drop bar uh, and drop bar as many times as you can, as often as you can. But I also tell people to have expectations according to their training. So many people go to the range thinking, oh, I was last and they get disappointed and all that stuff. But I'm like, when was the last time you touched your pistol? When was the last time? How often you practice even if it's 15 minutes a day? You don't do that. So what are you expecting? So I think um, having the expectations according to your level of training and keeping yourself real, you know, uh, it makes uh, your 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 makes the the you know the 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 competition more enjoyable. I also tell people to have small goals. So um, instead of saying looking at themselves as how they look in the list, see for instance, okay, you have been struggling with uh, positions or movement. Okay, make it. That is your goal, making sure that your focus is going to be how you move, how you move, how you move. So then you can leave the match with that satisfaction that you say, you, that you can say, wow, this match, no matter where I, where I was in the list, mm -hmm. I, I learned something, I achieved something. And so those little achieve, achievements are the things that little by little are going to make you better. Because, you know, people see themselves in a list. How do you know what is the, the skill level of those people? Maybe they are all world champions and you are last. You know what I mean? It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, or, or put in perspective the same. If they are all of them are new and then you won and then you're like, oh, that's it. I'm the best in town. <laughs> you are not. Yeah, you're yeah. not realistic. So, but it, it, just gauge yourself. Like, you see, did, it, did you do it better than last time? And so that is the best thing you can do. At the end of the day, this is especially USPSA, IDPA. This is a bragging rights sport. Yeah, <laughs> you know true. what I mean. Very there's true. no, yeah. there's no really trophy. We spend so much money at the range. We spend money, uh, not only money itself, but also for the time that I could probably stay at home with my family or doing some other stuff. But this is my sport, my passion, what I do, right? So every time I go to the range, I'm trying to find little things that especially in my local matches, it's like, where can I, you know, work on the things I've been struggling? And so once you start looking at things like that, you're learning, you're achieving, you're improving. I mean, what a better way to say, hey, I'm enjoying the sport, I'm learning. Hi, this is Mike Hughes. Hi, this is Britt Lentz. This is Meet the Pressers. 
Meet the Pressers. Shooting is a sport or an activity. Let's put an activity because not everybody is in the shooting sports, but as an activity that seems very simple. You know, you put the gun on your, I mean, to shoot is very simple. To shoot a firearm, anybody can consider themselves a shooter by just aiming at the target and pulling the trigger. Boom, that's it. You fire the firearm. And yet it's, it, there's the complexity behind it. And because it so, seems so simple, I believe is the reason why most people don't seek training, which is a mm. thing is a huge mistake. Yeah. I mean, people tell me, oh, no, I don't need a training. I hear that all the time because of this and that. Yeah. I'm like, well, let me see. Michael Phelps, who's one? I mean, he's uh, the most important and most, the, the Olympian who achieved most uh, medals or won most medals in the Olympics. He has, a, he has a coach. So, you know, what makes you think that you are better than a high-level athlete, athlete like that? But people settle for less thinking, oh, you know, I just need to, you know, shoot this area, shoot uh, a group this area. And the truth is that with lack of training, that shot group increases with yeah. stress, with speed, and elements that most people don't even practice at just a tar by target practicing. Yeah, people get really good at, at skills in isolation. So maybe just standing at the bench and just shooting at the piece of paper, they can do really well, but then add in some movement, add in coming out of a holster, add in lateral movements, and you really get to see those wheels fly off. So folks oh. don't generally practice in context, which is something <laughs> at least people that use a firearm for defensive purpose really should do. Yeah, and relating that known to the unknown with like vehicles, and I'll tell somebody just because you, you, know, you, you know how to drive a car doesn't mean you're necessarily gonna know how to drive an 18-wheeler or know how to drive a car in New York City. There's that context aspect you're talking about, Clint. You know, just because you have a black belt on doesn't mean you're a black belt. <laughs> My favorite one is when they say, oh, I don't need training. He says, besides training so expensive, while they have like their Nighthawk custom pistol there, and <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, you, you, you're balking about a $200 class, but you've got a $2,800 custom 1911 sitting there. Maybe yeah. you could repurpose some assets. Right. And, and, and I, th I think the, uh, what I was talking about, the uh, expectations, also has to go around everything. I mean, what are your expectations to protect your life if you don't train? You know what I mean? Right. Do you think that's going to be possible? Do you think you're going to have the same reaction, the, the same accuracy, whatever? So mm -hmm. I think um, it's something like you said. People just need to, you know, seek training. No matter how simple it is, you will always learn something. I always, when I go to competitions and stuff, um, I always train with friends. I train with friends. Uh, not, not too long ago, before I went to nationals, I was paying a friend because he said, oh, Gabby, we can train. You know, you can help me to give classes and, and I do some class and, and I train just and no, 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 no. I'll pay you because I value your time. I value your knowledge. And now he was coaching me. He was because I'm like, I am a person that I cannot see myself. I don't see the mistakes I'm making. I don't see how can I improve it. Somebody who's seen me say, oh, that is what is holding you back. And at the end of the day, it's actually cheaper and faster because now I don't have to do hundreds of thousands of rounds to figure things on my own in hundreds of hours or matches and travel to say, oh, 
I should have practiced that before. Yeah, so, not to mention, you know, not to mention when you do it the way you just said, how many bad reps do you do while you're trying to figure out what's going yep. on? So you're building those neural pathways of bad habits, bad repetitions. So having the coach is huge. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like, definitely it's, like so. it's like uh, like they the standard is record yourself. If you record yourself and then you watch the video after, you can kind of see what's going on. So having a coach is recording yourself. And yet, somebody and yet, else. And, and and even and even with that, I mean, I was trying. He's a very good shooter locally in North Texas. His name is Ryan Wilkes. Um, and there was times that he would tell me, "Okay, Gabby." This is what you have to do. This is, and he will show me, right? And I will practice and try fire moving. And I was like, like this? And he was like, yes, perfect. Okay, load your gun, get ready. Beep, shooting, stop. <laughs> you are not doing what I just told you to do. Yeah. Like, and that would happen it's over and over again. Right. Well, not necessarily that. It's just like, like Clint was saying, the muscle memory that I had before. Mm -hmm. You see? At the moment when I'm just doing things slowly, Focus, yeah. yes, when I'm doing things slowly and just thinking about that, fine. But when I want to do things naturally, right. what it kicks in is my my learned uh, skills. Right. You see, so it takes time to break those things. So even watching yourself on a video, you can say, "Oh, I need to improve that." But you go to the range, and even with that, if right. you don't have somebody next to you who can tell you in this moment right. you're not doing it right. How can you correct yourself? Yep. Yeah, I, I love to see it when a student, you know, you tell them that they're doing something that they need to, they don't do this, don't do, you know, you should do this. And they get it. And then eventually they start catching themselves like, oh, that's right. And then you can see it start. That's the change in the neural pathways in their brain. It's actually starting to, to resonate and they're starting to catch themselves after they do it. And then eventually they, they stop doing it completely. And then you can move on to another thing. That's, that's kind of neat. That's what I love to see as an instructor. So of all of the shooting activities that you do, what's, what's your favorite discipline? Well, <laughs> I actually, I really enjoy USPSA. Um, years ago, a few years ago, I wanted to go back to Olympic shooting because I love, 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 love Olympic shooting. And I bought everything, Target at Target, electronic system that I could practice at home in my, in my living room to drive far and everything. And then I figured out I have some neck issues mm -hmm. and I decided to stop that. So right now, besides Olympic shooting, which I stopped, USPSA is my, is my big favorite. I really, I liked, I enjoyed three gun competitions when I used to do it, but Right now, with the, like I said, with my son, family life, college, and all mm -hmm. that travel, mastering three firearms uh, is hard, and I I don't really want to sacrifice time from the other ones that I have that are as mm. in, are very important for me. So yeah, USPSA is what I'm doing now. I loved also, I learned after Top Shot System 4 and got eliminated, I learned to love uh, long range shooting, mm -hmm. rifle shooting. And it fascinates me all the science behind it. You know, right. in pistol shooting, you can all go for the fundamentals and all that stuff. Man, my rifle, it's, it's, it's another, to me, it's, a, it's like another beast. Maybe because I'm not so much into it. It's just knowing, you know, the ballistic, knowing your rifle, knowing the capabilities of your rifle, right. the windage and, and all that stuff. 
Lots of math. I know. Lots of math. <laughs> all that, the all wind, that reading the... common core math, right? No. Yeah, reading the wind, the mirage, and all that stuff. So it is, it is just fascinating. Hey, everybody. It's Tony Blauer from Blauer Tactical Systems, and this is Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro. Meet the Pressers. In the top shot, we shot at 1,500 yards with a 3-3 Lapua. Mm. But the, I, at that time, I never, well, I'm going to say never. Uh, the only practice I'd had before I, I went to top shot was uh, 500 yards. That was the longest I shot before mm. top shot. And then during the practice before that episode, we shot 750. And that was pretty good. But then when we got to that top, we, we sat down. And I'm like, I'm asking the guys, like, where is the target? And they're like, you see, see that, that dot? dot over there? <laughs> a little flicker? Like, I freaked out because, and you know what really, well, I mean, that's a, a shot that when, when I, I realized in that episode that what you don't know, you don't know. You know, there are things that could yep. be in front of you right there so easy. But if you don't know, that's don't know. it. It's like, mm -hmm. you don't know. So yep. I didn't know that after the shot, I could get back to the rifle and see the impact. Mm. So yeah. I was shooting. Imagine I couldn't see. I didn't have, a, a, the spotter could not tell me. Uh, he could not, he was not allowed to tell us, you know, oh, you are two feet or, or yeah. whatever, or, or, you know, from the target. He would just say, Hit. up. No. Oh, he said that. up. To write, and that was the most he could say. And the only reason wow. he was there, it was to make sure that sh in case the the target didn't explode, it, because still a competition, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's timed. So you're competing for the show. They could make another target, you know, explode. Right. To put it right. on TV. The video. But at the but at the moment, uh, they needed to make sure that the the the, the shooter was it was a fair competition, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know. I I hit it just because luck, I guess. You know, I kind of well, I was just aiming around <laughs> it because I couldn't see. And then my friends told me that I could have go back and look through the scope that the, the impact. Of the shot. Yeah, out past fifteen hundred, you can recycle. You can close the bolt, take a bite of your sandwich, <laughs> then get behind the glass, and you can see the hit. I know, isn't that? I was so frustrated when I got eliminated. But but again, the sort of things that when you don't know, you don't know. If yeah. it's steel, you can take a bite of the sandwich, then take a drink, and then hear the report back from <laughs> <in> the steel. <laughs> what are you going to school for, might I ask? I'm doing marketing. That's what I, I'm, yes. And I start actually, I start my my next term on monday and i be i began doing i'm gonna start doing honor classes so okay. when i joined the college um i said okay after 20 years not being in school and deciding to to do this i said i'm not just gonna get a degree i'm gonna graduate with honors so <laughs> i um i already did last year full-time student on top of that everything i've been doing so technically I'm a full-time student. I've done already 33 uh, credits last year. And um, and my lowest grade is 93. So I have four GPA. So I figure, okay, if I'm doing so well with regular 
classes, these honor classes are more uh, engaging, uh, a little bit more complex in the way that they probably are going to be more demand more reading and perhaps more discussion. Uh, but I, I, I feel that like I was already doing that. I feel like uh, I was already putting 150% of what the teachers were asking of me. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm, I'm a risk taker person. I'm not afraid to fail. I'm like, I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen is that I may pass the class with 90. The <laughs> <laughs> overachiever you are. This is my thing. I, when I left Venezuela, um, or I would say I, I dedicated so much to my sport that I never graduated. When I moved to the U.S., you know, it's been hard for me in so, in so many ways. I mean, I can communicate now, I can talk and everything, but I never went, I never went to school in the U.S. So for me to write something down, it's, it was so challenging up to last year, you know, because I, I didn't know perfect grammar. Uh, I would still do um, articles, <laughs> what I thought I was writing, you know, the articles to the best of my abilities. And the editors will have obviously go in and tweak here and there because what I'm trying to put it on paper doesn't make sense. So to me, I'm learning. You see, I'm learning. And I love awesome. that. Every, every little class, every class for me is just soaking everything and learning as much as I can. I think I love to learn. And um, with that has helped me a lot, even from now, to communicate better, to uh, my, put my thoughts in English much better, be more confident in the way the knowledge I have uh, and where I got learn how about do research or learning to even how to think more intellectually that many times we, most people go get an information, they go, blah, you know what I mean? They, 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 uh, blast their opinion without doing a, a research understanding right. what they why those things happen so i'm my, my first goal is learning period uh, learning everything and my second goal obviously for myself my next classes is going to be social media marketing so i love that i do a lot of social media right and so i'm learning as i go but uh, at the end of it I mean, whatever life brings for me, I mean, I'm doing it for myself. Um, marketing, I think, is a, uh, a I, I love marketing and something that's going to help me for what I do. Lately, well, I guess it's been lately, you've been more involved with uh, the Second Amendment advocacy. Uh, can you explain how you got involved with that? The DC project, right? Well, yeah. Well, I've been, you know, I've been more into the Second Amendment since like publicly obviously since top shot you know since people get to know me to me it's extremely important many people take it for granted as we know and, and that happens in every aspect of life um but you know being part of it every time they told me hey gabby you know can you talk about this i'm always open and for that reason i'm not necessarily like oh i'm just with this organization i don't i don't I don't like to do that because it gives me opportunity to talk or reach more people and share my message. Uh, the DC like project, I think, is fantastic with uh, Dee Mueller. Uh, she's doing a great job. And, you know, those people are the ones that we have to support because as much as I want to do stuff, 
I also have, like I said, I have a lot of things going on, like yeah. all of us, you know, we have a job, we have to provide, we have children, but there are other people who has an extra, you know, I want to say have more time, but maybe they can dedicate part of their life, can dedicate to that. So then our support have to go through people like that because we can support through them and 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 it's it's fantastic you know i tell all the time people tell me oh gabby thank you for what you do for the second amendment and all that stuff and i say you know this is something that we all all everybody has to yep. be involved you cannot expect somebody who has a platform or is being known or whatever uh, expect for them to do everything that means that everybody has to call the legislator Yep. You know, being yeah. aware of what's going on, the bills and all, everything. Definitely. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for what you do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and more importantly, well, I shouldn't say more importantly, but also as important is thank you for taking the time away from uh, your family to, to be on the show. We definitely appreciate that. How can people get in contact with you or see what you have going on in your life? Thank you. So you guys can contact me. I mean, you can see, go to my website, gabbyfranco.com, or you can check my social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Gabby Franco, TS4, T like Tom, which is Top Shot 4. Nice. Uh, so uh, Facebook is Gabby Franco Top Shot. And, or if you guys have any questions, you can also email me at info at gabbyfranco.com. Awesome. awesome. Well, yeah. thank, thank you. you. Thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. Stay safe. Yeah, stay safe. There's a lot of sponsors that make this show possible, like Mantis. Make sure you check them out and give them your business. This episode is brought to you by Mantis. Mantis X helps shooters suck less. Meet the Presser is sponsored by Next Level Training, Saber Red, Cutting Edge Bullets, the USCCA, McLean Corporation, ASP, Custom Poker Chip Company, Common Sense Self-Defense, and T1 Ammunition. Meet the Pressers is also generously supported by these fine companies, ranges, and our Patreon members. Thank you. Thanks for watching the show. Make sure to subscribe, click the little bell, like, comment, follow, and share. And you can also support us on Patreon, host us to teach a course at your location, or come to our location and take a course. Until next time. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. Thank you for watching Meet the Pressers.